Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, March 7, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have a lot of stuff on the docket, namely today's candle, which is essentially a failure of eating time off the clock in that former range from last week and even earlier. Big down candle today, big down day, S&P was down over 3%. That's a big deal. So the main question now becomes the obvious. Not to be Captain Obvious, but do we break the lows from January 24th represented by this big reversal candle here, or do they find support and bounce up before that happens? Well. You'll see today inside the numbers, I've already got the gateway. There is a downside target. It was almost reached today. And if they go below the downside target, that is the last gateway stopping the market from getting to the January 24th low. And if they get to the January 24th low, will they break the low? Will they play games with it and bounce before the low? Anything goes, but if they're down at the lows, it's certainly not bullish behavior. Now, we'll get to those numbers that represents the gateway in a moment, but let's talk about the lows for a moment, because there's a couple of scenarios that we have to watch out for. One scenario is they break below the 24th low. That's down here. The number is 410.64. They break down below it. Maybe they stay down there for a day or so. Then they rip the market back up in the other direction. That's garden variety, trick trap fool and frustrate crew behavior. We see it on an intraday basis. We see it on a daily chart basis. We see it all the time. You don't know that they will do that, but it's an awareness that we have to watch out for a move like that. The other scenario is they crack the low, they keep going. What would we have our eye on? Here's the weekly chart. Of course, they have the $365 shenanigan tail candle, but we're nowhere near there. There's a lot of stuff in between. If they break the low, what would be next up? Well, there's a couple of things. A, there's a number around 395. Inside the number members, we'll have a beat on exactly where that number falls more specifically. And then right underneath it, you have the 100 period moving average creeping up. Let's just call it 392 for argument's sake. So somewhere in between 395 and a spike of or right around that 100 period moving average around 392 is a zone where the market should find the garden variety of support. Also important, and while we're on the weekly chart, we have to mention that if they close a week, and this is Monday, so the week is a long time from now, the end of the week, if they close the week, any week, below that low right here, that same 310 and change number, 310.64, weekly close below that and the floodgates can open up. And if they're down there by the end of the week and they close the week below that number, that will change the 395 to 392 area somewhat. We'll just say that that number or that zone is valid this week for now. Let's say we wake up on Turnaround Tuesday and they're doing the gap higher thing. Where does the rescue operation take hold? Where does it become a bona fide rescue? For starters, it's about 326 and change. 
but they really need to get above and stay above 328 and a half. That's sticky note stuff. Write it down. You never know how they're going to open tomorrow. They could gap them down. They could gap them up. We just don't know. Which is precisely the reason why we come each and every day in uniform with numbers ready to go. What's going on in the 240 chart? Where's the market likely headed? What's the destination on this chart? Well, the first thing that jumps off the page at me is this breakup candle where the low is 416.44. We're gonna round it to 416.50 and notate it. What are we doing now? We're identifying the zone that would be the last gateway before visiting the lows down at 410 and change. 120 chart, same area, same breakup candle low, we'll leave the 416 alone. Hourly chart, same routine, I like 416. Maybe they spike it down to 415, maybe they come up short at 417, but this is the general area where the market is likely headed to run a test in and around this zone. Come up short, spike it through, doesn't matter. I'm giving you the general target. Start trading below this area, closing candles below this area, and it's gonna open the door for a running a test of that 410 and change area. Spike through it, come up short, you know the routine, but this is really the last stand right around 416 and a half, give or take. Put it on a sticky note. What happened inside the numbers? And before we get into the commentary and then circle back to stocks on the move, I should make mention of we had one of those trend days. What does that mean? It's like a gap higher and they go higher, a gap lower and they go lower and they drip all day. It's a trending market. It's not a trader's dream. Traders need volatility in both directions. Just a spike in the VIX when the market's down doesn't constitute volatility. We need market movement. We need both directions. So therefore, what I'm going to do is point out a few important things, but for the most part, because it was a trend day down, I'm going to run through the notes, let you pause the video, read the notes, double check the work on the charts, but we were short on opportunity from an S&P perspective today. What we did know leading into today with a happy Monday is wide swings in both directions. We had a pre-market wide swing in the northern direction, and then they killed them after the open. They also killed them overnight. The first responders were on called. That was the early market pre-market rescue operation. So right out of the gate early in the morning, we were focused on 430. Big fat round number, 4,300. It's not exactly the same, but they're close by. That's in the futures contract. That would be, in the early going, a moral victory for the bulls. Now, just to get the lay of the land, here's an image of today's activity. Using our five-minute chart, right of the vertical, is today's activity. You can see here, this is where they gapped higher, and then they immediately crapped out and basically fell all day long with very minor bounces in the other direction all day long. You can see they had minor support in the second five-minute candle of the day at 4.30, and that was basically it for the day. This is something else of importance. Below 4.27.11 is a problem for the bulls and the line in the sand for another leg lower. There's your 4.27.11. That was the gateway for another leg lower, which did ensue. They tried to run one test, tried to recapture 427.11 over here, 
right around 11.20 in the morning. They couldn't do it, and that was the rest of the day in a downward direction. Those were two of the major points leading into the day, and it turned out to be true. As long as you know where the important gateways are, whether it's in the northern or southern direction, at worst case, you're going to stay out of trouble. Little tidbit at 914, who sponsored the rescue operation this morning? Teason Company. Who are they? They're the people who are screwing over the traders who had puts over the weekend. Now, those that held ended up getting paid off, but at this point in the morning, here's what's going on. You bought puts on Friday or Thursday or whatever, and you see the futures open up Sunday night, you're doing the victory lap in the living room thinking you're going to get paid handsomely. All of a sudden, you're watching the futures, you're getting close to the opening bell, they've had a rescue operation, you're pounding the table, you're stamping the floor, you're pissed off, you're saying out loud, I can't believe they're doing it again. So what do most traders do at the opening bell, figuring they're going to get a big pie in the face because we have a reversal in the pre-market, they're going to rally the tape, they start to cover the position, as soon as everybody's out, they pull the rug out, drop the market, you're pounding the table again because you just got out of the puts and now they're working. That's specifically designed by Trick and Company and we have to realize the market's job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. That's the design of the market. Let's move on. Let me scroll up. You can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. The bottom line is you had a market that was falling. Once it was falling, we had gateways that were to lower prices. Until or unless they got above a certain price or stayed above a certain price, the bull case was under the table. So as you can see, inside the numbers, we have shorter term gateways. 428.88 is important, opens the door for 427. So it goes on and on like that. You get to one spot, and if they crack through one spot, whether it's upside or downside, we have to focus on the next spot because that's what opens the door for the next spot. Here you are again at 10 o'clock, below the pivot, 428.50, and that was a pivot at least in the early going today. I've moved the lineup. You can see 428.50. That certainly was something. Once they gave that up, that opened the door for 427 and change. And lower. We're moving along. Read the notes. Pause the video. Go back to the charts to double check the work. You'll see this also in the notes in a second. 426.20 is another spot. Now, it was below 427, but it was still another important number. The important numbers don't know what the other numbers are. They just know that they're important in and amongst themselves. You can see, and here's a tip-off. Here's a hint. You can see they tried to hold it, and then when they couldn't hold it, and they couldn't even get a bounce off of an important number, more than a few cents, that's kind of a tell that the day is in trouble. At least that gives me the clue anyway. If I have the clue, you have the clue. And here it is over here. For now, 426.20 is the showtime for the Bulls to play defense. This thing could begin to get ugly if they don't pretty soon. That's 1025. This is where it is, right here. 1025, 1030, 1035, 1040. You see, they hung out there for a long time and then they gave it up. That tells you it's an important spot. There was a bull-bear battle going on at that number. And by the way, we had that number from last week. We're moving along. Again, 
read the notes, pause the video, go back to the charts, double check the work. Once we get finished running up the commentary, we'll circle back stocks on the move, of which there were three out of this list that hit their price targets or entry objectives, TCOM, Jets, and UAL. The other ones are off the board, but we'll look at these three and talk about the charts. Here's TCOM today, and everything kind of got dragged down with the market. Minimal bounces along the way for most everything. 23.35 and 22.15, they came into the 22.15 at the end of the day. I think Jordan took a pass on this one in the room anyway. It did a little bit of a Macarena in front of the number. Plus, he also sensed, and this comes from watching the numbers every single day, he sensed that it was a little bit squirrely out there, a little bit weird. Stuff right out of the gate was missing numbers and bouncing away by pennies, so therefore, he got the same sense, probably through training, that when that happens, something a little bit strange is going on, might want to give the market some more time to clear up. Jets, the Macarena in front of the number, the low here, 1833, then they tried to bounce away, they hung out, and they dripped lower. So this is really not the kind of trade we're looking for. When they drip lower, everything was dripping lower. Very difficult to enter a trade when everything under the sun, except very few stocks, were getting dragged down with the S&P, Dow, NASDAQ, and so on. We talk about this all the time. It becomes an all-the-same-market scenario. UAL, same thing. They missed by pennies. They did the Macarena. I'm pretty sure Jordan passed on this trade as well. In fact, I know he did. And then the second level, they did the same thing, and then they dripped lower. So this one was really a no trade as well. Sometimes staying out of trouble is the key to success. You didn't think I was going to let this one go, did you? We've been in first solar since last Wednesday. It was done with an option trade. It was for the lazy swing trader members. We got our first exit last week and we got another exit over 100% profit today. Some traders are still holding a trailing position. From an official standpoint, we're going to call this trade a home run and move on. In a down market, the stock is screaming higher since the buy down around $66, $67. Here was the alert that went out. I'll just pick out a couple of snapshots. I'm looking for something into support, which it was, giving technical indications it's forming a bottom, and it was, and has snapback qualities, and it did. It was higher risk because of the market conditions, so what do we do? We do it with a call option because we know exactly how much capital is at risk. And by the way, if it's going to happen, it should be quick. We still wanted some time on the clock, so we had April 14 call options, $70 strike price. We bought them at $375, sold today, at 100% profit and more. Another complete trade today, GLD. We were out at 185. Anybody that wants to hold a trailer, that's trader's choice. Can't tell you how many emails I got when gold wasn't necessarily riding up every day. How many emails you think I got on this day on the 24th of January? Gold topped out. It's going to collapse. Why are we still holding it? And my answer was, gold is in an uptrend and it's going to go higher. So even before the day started, folks in the lazy swing trader had two of these in their pocket leading off the week. Nice start. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Same routine as the SPY. It's all going to be 
about the January 24th low now. Still, keep this in mind. There was institutional participation in here. It was a reversal. There's still defense being played inside this candle until the point in which the bears are able to push price below and close below. The bulls will play defense on a reversal candle. What about the folks down at the transportation department? This is by definition what a market looks like when it gets smoked. Almost 4%, 600 points for the transports. They got into all these moving averages last week, gave them everything up in one day. On volume, big volume, the question is, is it capitulation volume or is this a new leg down? Well, I'll leave you with this one on that note. It's not at a low, so it's very hard to be capitulation anything unless the chart is at a low. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Weekly chart, bear flag pattern, is a reversal tail candle. However, remember what we said a couple of weeks ago. I said, this one is a little suspect because it was not a reversal on volume. It's a tail candle, market reversed, but it wasn't on heavy volume. It was actually on lighter volume. That is a warning signal. It's like a flare up in the air. Remember, this is my second favorite market leading indicator next to the IWM. However, a number one canary in the coal mine. When I see stuff like that, you have to put it on a sticky note. Silicon Valley, Q people, ahead of the power curve in terms of relative weakness, getting to the January 24th low ahead, or at least right now, ahead of the S&P 500. All the same market, but this is just confirming that everything's going together and everything is weak at present. You'll get rallies out of nowhere, you'll get rumors, you'll get all kinds of stuff from the talking heads, the media cycle, the news cycle, Russia, Ukraine, China, Iran, oil, all that stuff, it's all wrapped up into one thing. How about the financials? We talk about this one all the time, and what I always like to point out is that without the financials rallying, the market's not going to catch a rally as well. But if the market is holding up, but the financials are melting away, you have to take that and put it on a sticky note because it's unlikely the market, the overall broader market, can hold up if the financials are melting away. The financials are too big of a part of the entire financial or market system. You can see what's going on on the weekly chart. Again, this is the first day of the week, but we talked about this. Giving this area up brings this pivot and this pivot into view, and then they really want to get to that zone about 34.50 to 34. That's really, at present, what the target is. There's stuff below that, but at right now, that's the near-term downside target. We'll call it 34.50, it's a give or take. We'll stay on the weekly chart for Smash Mouth. Why? They've already given up the low that we keep referencing over here from the week ending 225.22. The SMH or Smash Mouth is a good proxy for the tech space as a whole. Tech is weak, Smash Mouth is weak, the market's weak, this was a bear flag melting away, what's the target? Give or take right now, the 100 period moving average. Maybe it comes up short, maybe they spike it through down to two and a quarter, but somewhere in that neighborhood is where price is heading as we speak. In order for a rescue operation to take hold, they would have to jam this thing back above the 50 period moving average 
268 and change. Until they do that, negative, weak, downtrend, period, full stop. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.